It's the Truth Be Told Show. Show. Be clear, the decade of the 70s was the decade of making the black man economically irrelevant to the black woman. We're the only man in America who is out-earned and out-educated by our mates. No other woman in America out-earns and out-educates their mates. And this is not the black woman's problem, I want to be clear. This was systematically done to make us irrelevant to our family. Be dispelled. All right, cue the music. Cue music. Start the music. Starting music. And go. It's the Truth Be Told Show. 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 Where we place America first. First. Honoring those who America has forgotten. Forgotten. Listen in and unlearn to relearn. As we set the record straight. The record straight. The record straight. And now, your host of the Truth Be Told Show. 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 Mr. Just Ask Joe and Uncle Mishorn. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What's up, what's up, what's up, family? What's good up, bro? Good morning, brother Mishorn. How you doing? Man, brother, it is, uh, I, I'm going to go, I, I like what you do, like what you do. This is what? November 30th. Do what you do, bro. November 30th. Hey, it's, it's Tuesday, November 30th. This is actually the only Tuesday, November 30th of 2021 that you will ever, ever see. Some people wake up in the morning and they act like they're going to see it again tomorrow. No, sir. No, sir. You're not going to see it again next year because next year it will be 2022. This is, you can't get this Thursday back, brother. So, uh, uh, you know, you got to wake up and uh, do your thing every day. We hope that we wake you up and get you started on this Tuesday, November the 30th, 2021. How it's going to roll for you. How you going to kick it. What are you going to do on this Tuesday, November 30th, 2021, that's going to be significant, okay, uh, for your ne- for the rest of your life? That's how, hey, that's what this show, moving on. Matter of fact, Joe, uh, keep it 100, man. Our next three shows, okay, our next three shows is preparation for 2022, okay? Next, yep, yep. our next three shows, okay, we're going to come on the next three shows, and then we're going to take a siesta until the new year, okay, uh, the last two shows in December. But our next three shows is nothing more than, pre- you know, I'm a military guy. You know, you don't wait for something to happen. You prepare for it, okay? I thought I thought military time was uh, hurry up and wait. Nah, man, that that's <laughs> what we say to get people there. And they wait. Hurry up, hurry up. Hurry up. Yeah, we we hurry up and get you there and then we make you wait. <laughs> okay. The plan is already laid out, but we know how people are. We you know listen, do we need to talk about C B time? Do we talk, do we need to talk about that, right? You know you, you know what I'm talking about, right? C P time, right? Yeah, you you, you that's well, why you know, uh, in, in the military, I don't think it's just CP time. It's, <laughs> it's, you know, not everybody gets to know the full plan. There right. are people out there that knows the full plan. Right. You just got to follow orders. Right. And you got to get them there early. You got to follow orders and do what they told. Right. Uh, the, there's a certain other group of people that know what the plan is. Right. And, right. Uh, right. Right. You know, so, it, it, you know, hurry up and wait. Hurry up. So, 
Hurry up and wait and wait on the plan that we get ready to lay out for you and everything. This is what we're talking about here. This show, okay, listen up, man. This is the No Guest Tuesday. No Guest Tuesday show, okay? That means we have no guests. This is our show, okay, to do as we please, okay? To take it anywhere we want to, to talk about what we want to talk to. And guess who we want to talk to? We want to talk to you. The listeners. Absolutely, folks. Remember, it's 502-571-1240, okay? 502-571-1240, all right? We want you to call in. Any questions you got, anything that's weighing heavy on your mind, anything that you see out there that you just think, you know what, that ain't right. I need to speak on that. Guess what? Go ahead and give us a call right here at the Truth Be Told Radio, 502-571-1240. And I also want you to John and Mr. Justice Joe. And I also want you to tell us how we doing. You know, tell us how we doing. Call in and tell us what you think. We've been on. How long we been on now, uh, Joe? Hey, we've been on for a minute. You know, but hey, it's always good to hear from people. Let us know. It's at least been six months now. Six months. Wake up in the morning and listen to us simply because you hate our guts. (laughs) Guess what? We want to hear from you because we love it. Hey, so hey, hey we love it. You should and know that I'm about controversy, right? Oh, I love controversy. So if you if you just want to call in and tell me, Sean, you know me, Sean, you a bunch of, okay, it's okay. I got my big boy britches. I, I can handle it, okay? I ain't mad at you and everything. So this is No Guest Tuesday, but we're going to still have – Mr. Ed, call in later, okay? We're going to play our favorite little uh, commentary. Mr. Ed going to do his commentary on Dr. Uh, Umar Johnson. That's going to be a little later in there, I think. Uh, uh, I do want to just, you know, clown a little bit, but I ain't going to do the clown until we talk about what's going on in the news, bro. We, that, that. I, I, hey, I, I, I got a partner that might call in as well. Um, his name is uh, Tim Barnum. Okay. Uh, European brother, and um, he's been listening since Man Up. Okay. And uh, he may call in because, uh, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, we may have him as a guest. I'm going to talk to you about it, but he's got an interesting um, topic to talk about, and we may talk about it next week, um, of how the Wizard of Oz uh, movie, uh, the meaning behind it, and how it plays a part in today's world. But uh, that that that's going that's going to be something for next week. But either way, he's got some fantastic insight, and he may call in today as well. So you either know way, what? Anything on I, your mind? How was the week this uh, this past week? Hold on, hold on. Before I go there, man, I can't believe you just t- brought up the Wizard of Oz because I just gave that revelation to someone earlier this week, telling them, "Listen up, everything we need to know." about how things is happening is based in the Wizard of Oz. So I'm going to look forward and hearing. I, I don't even going to tell because I have my own take, and it was taught to me by somebody else about the Wizard of Oz actually is a metaphor. It is a metaphor. Sit right there in front right. of us. <laughs> you, know, we, we, you know what? We'll set that up. We'll have a call Oh, in. man. So um, I, I, I'm taking back because. Week, and, and we'll have him on as a guest next week and have him call in to talk about that. Now, today he'll probably call in and talk about some other stuff because he's got some very interesting insights. Well, but, very good. You know, either way, that's, that's, that's awesome. Honestly, I, 
I'm yeah, blown away to even hear you say that because I, you know, I've not heard too many people talk about the Wizard of Oz. It's a metaphor for today. So the fact that it must be meant for the talk about, I don't consider that no coincidence, bro. None at all. Listen up. What's been going on in my life today, brother? Uh, still dealing with that 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 lie that's out there on my life. Okay, that lie. Okay, and what I won't talk about is keep it 100. Okay, uh, uh, white people. Okay, been telling the lie and. Black people been continuing to lie through the black church, okay? Uh, you know, I'm just going to keep it 100. Uh, I said right up front, okay, is that if we're going to resolve the issues that we going to have in our country, okay, we got to get out of the color construct. You know, we got to stop believing and trusting in the lies that coming out of the black churches that was perpetuated by the white people, okay? And who told you you was black, okay? And so... I've been dealing with continually trying to disperse and deal with the lies, okay? And I would ask you, Joe, how many lies have you been told before you was a child, before you reached an adult? Do you know? How many lies? Oh, man, you know what? I've never thought about that. Uh, that's that's actually pretty interesting. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's it's a lot. I mean, Santa Claus... Too very, wow, uh, you went right there. Well, so you know. thank you for going right there. Listen up, man. Uh, Dr. Noah Shelton told me this word astute. Okay, astute. I didn't even know what astute stood for. You know, astute. A S T U T E. Astute. What is astute? It's the ability to figure out something to resolve your issue. You have to be able to vent. You have to have the ability to know how to, I got a problem, there's an issue, how do I resolve it, and then plan solutions to what? Resolve it. That's astute. That's astute. Dr. Norris Shelton said to me, when he, when I thought reading America's Little Black Book, he said, you know what we suffer with me, Sean? He said, we suffer with the lack of ability to astutely, as a demographic of people, to figure out how to overcome America as a general population in this country. He said, some of us have figured it out individually, but collectively, we struggle being astute enough to figure it out. And you know when I realized it? I didn't realize that God, and I've got to give it, God had already before I knew what the word was, been preparing me to be able to be an astute thinker when I realized my parents were lying to me, okay? Lying. They lied to me about Santa Claus, man. You know what I figured that out? Here out. I was slow. Joe, You, are, you, you I was a slow kid, okay? I didn't have my first girlfriend until... I was in the military, okay? I didn't have my, you know, you know, some some guys already had 10 girlfriends before they had their first girlfriend, before I had my first girlfriend, all right? Uh, I've been... When, sl- we, when, we, when, we say, when we say girlfriend, uh, we, we talk in biblical terms uh, at the part in the Bible where they say he was with her. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, we talk... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. We talk about. in biblical terminology, okay? <laughs> right, right. We, <laughs> when they say they was with her, some people done been with her Multiple times before I had first with her. <laughs> okay. So it's very important that I get this lie out that I was told because 
uh, I remember, you know, since it's the holiday season, uh, I was a little shorty. Uh, I had to be 11 years old. I was the only one, Vince. I was the only one. I was the oldest kid in the party with the kids. And my parents was having a party with adults, and I'm in the room with all the other kids. And, we, and the subject of Santa Claus came up. And I got in a debate with the kids. Santa Claus is real. Santa Claus is real. Santa Claus is real. Ah, Santa Claus is real. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I can prove to you, Santa Claus. And my sister was five years, six years younger than me, said, Santa Claus not real. Santa Claus, and all the kids in the room knew that Santa Claus wasn't real. So who did I trust? My parents, because who did I get it from? My parents, right? So my sister calls my mother into the room. After she, my mother already had a little sauce in it and everything. She feeling a little good and everything. And mama, mama, Sean's still believing in Santa Claus. Sean's still believing in Santa Claus. And my mother walked over to me and slapped me inside my head. Boy, <laughs> ain't no such thing as Santa Claus. <laughs> Bro. Guess what I was left with after she walked out? Oh, man. Those kids roast me, man. Talking about being humiliated. My parents. But see, my parents didn't, my mother didn't realize I was already looking at them sideways already, okay, when they told me about the white man, the white man. I got to tell my Christmas story, okay? Here's my Christmas story. Before... I knew about snow. I was a little shorty. I was younger than I was younger. I didn't know anything about snow. Not a doggone. So when I heard the song, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, I thought that was a racist song. I said, <laughs> I said, white I mean, people. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would say that some people today will <laughs> still say the same thing. <laughs> I said as a little shorty, my parents said, boy, that's snow. I said, so what is snow? What's snow? Uh, and then I learned that, well, boy. That right. Well, you got you to gotta, you gotta get some perspective there. That's down in Miami. That's right, down in Miami. Right, I, that's so, what I said. I'm from you Miami. hadn't seen snow. I, had no, I didn't know. As a, little, as a little, Vince, as a little kid, I didn't know what snow was. And then my mother told me about it. Listen here. You know, after after I realized there was no son staying Santa Claus, I said, we ain't got no chimney. Ain't no white man ever coming down here to bring you anything. What you talking about, the white man coming? Ain't no white man coming in our house bringing you nothing. Everything we done brought, everything we got in this house come from us. That's, I got to wake up, bro. So I'm bringing this up because how many lies? Every, any, all you listeners, call in. Come on. Who told you Santa Claus wasn't real? When did you find out? Who told you? Did you did it just manifest itself? Okay. Well, who told you? Joe. Well, probably, probably, you know, some of them gonna say, you know, they waited up for <laughs> Santa Claus and he never came. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, you know, some people gonna say, well, uh, you know, wasn't until my daddy came in drunk and. Uh, <laughs> So the question is, is how many lies have you been told before you reach an adult as a kid? And so when you've been told those many lies as a child growing up, what are you going to believe? Well, your parents, the people that you trust, people that you look up to that told you multiple lies, multiple lies. Joe, 
Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. I hear you. And you see, nobody, see, I hear crickets now. And nobody won't talk about it. There, but no fault, nobody calling well, in. That, that, that's just because it's you and I on the, <laughs> on the line right now. You know, that, that's the only reason why you hear crickets. Uh, but, uh, now, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about, I want some people. If we were in, if we were in Miami, you'd hear palmetto bugs. <laughs> Hey, man, I just want to talk about and be clear about until we as a people dismiss the lies in the first. And I think the lies is coming right out. I said, let's review the black church. OK, let's review the black church. The lies hey, are coming. Uh, oh, we got a caller. We got a caller. Yes, I got a caller. What's up, caller? What do you want to say? Talk to me. Well, thank you, sirs, for allowing me to get a little piece of this action. Brother Strong! Brother Strong! Yeah, yeah you know, I, I think basically we have to unlearn everything that we've been taught. Yes, sir. About Jesus, about credit, everything that we have done, the American dream. <laughs> and, 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 and we have to renew our mind. To something that will transform us. Let, let me give you an example. Come on, give it to me, you know, Strong. You, well, you know, and let me say this: you know, a lot of people are not calling in because they're listening. Yeah. You know, uh, but uh, here's here's what I'm saying: is Jesus. You take this little passive, good moral Jesus walking around with sandals. <laughs> Jesus is that I believe in the Jesus of the Bible. Right. I believe in it, but the people don't read the Bible. They just go about what the preachers say. Right. You know, they go there and the preacher tell you, he'll put food on the table. But I want to give you a brief scenario, and the scenario that I want to give you is the cluster of grapes that the children of Israel brought back when they went over into the promised land. Okay. You know, God told them to go possess the land. Now, here they come back carrying a cluster of grapes on on a stick. The grapes were so big that they carried the grapes. It took two to handle a cluster of grapes. And they started bragging about the grapes. But they had not done what God had told them to do. He said, possess the land. Mm. So so the, the preachers and the religion has got Jesus where... Young people don't want to hear about Jesus, and I don't blame them. I don't blame uh, people from not wanting to hear about the Jesus that we serve, that that's all he can do is put food on the table and give you a job. But Jesus is still saying the same thing to us today. Go up and possess your land. Go possess the land. Don't, don't get all hung up on looking back. And let me say this, brothers, and I promise I'm going to get off of here. He goes back to the shirt. The little purple shirt that I got, well, I'm not mean little, I mean the purple shirt that I got, with all lives matter. I put that shirt on, and black folk get insulted. God's lives matter. It says God's lives matter, right. God's lives yeah, matter. God, God's lives matter. God, that's exactly right. So the point that I'm saying, is we sometimes we got to let go of some things that we can move forward with. But as long as I'm looking back at something that I think I'm more interested in my roof not leaking or my pipe not bursting 
in my house than I am looking back 400 years ago about some people that would tell me, you know, what are you doing looking back here? Man, you march on. You know, you go on to the promised land. Forget about us. You know, we had our opportunity, and God knew when and where. God knew the timeline. He uh-huh. knew the frame, uh, uh, the framework when we were going to be here. It's your turn. It's our turn now, brothers. Hey, you know, listen it's up. Our turn. Hey, hey, brother you know, Strong. Brother Strong. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. And, yeah, okay, uh, then, hey, brother. Hey, you know, he the story. Yeah, yeah. And you, I get you, off the phone and I listen. Thank you for letting me vent. Uh, hey, no problem, brother. You, have you, a great day, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, you always, you, brother Strong. You always have a voice hey, with us, hey. man. He's he, he, he got such a strong voice. You're right. You know, he's got such a strong voice. He's. He, I mean, brother Strong. He sounds like it, back in the day, if you mess with him, oh yeah, you was gonna you gonna get you gonna get you gonna get a little hand. something back at you if you if you come at him wrong and thing. But you know, hey, I want hey, listen, listen to this, me, Sean, uh, uh, brother. I want to say shout out to uh, Tim Barnum and Joseph Reeves that are uh, online commenting as well, listening to the show. Um, brother Reeves says perspective. Non-European families weren't experiencing prosperity or surplus of goods, so white Christmas was a race-identifying term for them. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Ooh. I mean, Joe. Joseph. They, see, that's my other Joe. I got all these Josephs in my lives and everything. That's that's my Josephs from Paducah. Okay, up there in Paducah area and everything. You make sure you call <laughs> in. You know, yeah, you got to call in. That's a that. You know what? I understand that because that's why all through my house, I didn't sell. I told someone earlier that I didn't celebrate Christmas. Grieving of a wife. Because it was a racist to me. My parents, my parents, my mother. I mean, listen, keep it 100. I didn't start enjoying Christmas until I got married with my wife, man. Today. With ja- uh, to the, uh, Jackie. You know, you know what? With women, a, a good woman will bring out the holidays. Oh, man, what you said. That, that, that's the truth, because I'll be honest, man, I I, I could care less about yeah. holidays yeah. Uh, if it weren't for a woman in my life. What because, you said, you know, bro. You know, they, 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 they bring that out, man. I mean, that's just what it is. My wife, the very first time we celebrate Christmas and everything, she went all out decorating the house and everything. And, you know, I didn't give a why because I wasn't used to it. I never, we never done that. I never done that. Okay. Even with my, my first wife, because I wasn't a person that was into Christmas and everything. It wasn't a big, a big deal with me. Okay. It, it is what it is. I was so against the Santa Claus, bro. This is how serious I was that when my daughter went to uh, kindergarten, okay, she was in kindergarten and the teacher came out to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> to meet me outside, she said, uh, Mr. Daniels, uh, your daughter, uh, Andrea, is uh, telling everyone that Santa Claus is not real. <laughs> 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 and she's upsetting and causing problems. In the- <laughs> and I looked at the teacher and I said, uh, is Santa Claus real? She said, "That's the- I I." Is Santa Claus real? But no, I said, and I stopped. I said, "Is Santa Claus real?" She said, "No." I said, "That's my responsibility. I handle my business. My daughter's telling it right. Okay, Santa Claus ain't real. I'm sorry, but that's my responsibility. I'm not lying to my child." 
And she looked at me all red and everything. Of course, next year they didn't allow me to come back. <laughs> they, 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 they did not renew my contract to come back. <laughs> it was a Christmas scoot. Hey, man, I, I can tell you for, for Christmas for myself. Oh, you know, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'll say that. I'll tell you the story real quick. But uh, I, I want to comment on um, Brother Strong. Um, you know, he, it was, it was funny. He said, uh, he said, you know, they're, they're, we need to unlearn and, and relearn things about Jesus and credit. <laughs> credit. <laughs> and I thought about it and I was like, well, I guess you got to have good credit to get to heaven, right? <laughs> so, oh, you just, oh. You know, Jesus and credit go together. Hey, right? hey, you just made a funny, but think about what you just said. Mm-hmm. Think about what you just said. You might have to have good credit with God to get in. Mm. Hey, mm. hey, there it is. Mm. There it is. And with that being <laughs> said, let's uh, let's go ahead and put my first song on it because we got to go to work. We got to go to work, people. And uh, this here, you heard it here. Truth be told, we be right back. We got work to do. We got work to do. And there's an acronym for the word work that I think is of such appropriate. Uh, when we think about these holiday seasons, we talk about what Brother Strong was talking about, uh, what God uh, punished mankind uh, to work the rest of their life to accomplish. We have to apply wisdom, W, in everything that we do. God's wisdom, okay? We got to apply opportunities, okay? opportunities okay in everything that we do that comes from god we got to respect what god has for us and we got to apply it in our life got to respect it and then the k knowledge man the more you work and the more you live i found out man that the more knowledge you get and it's called wisdom okay and so i love that song we got work to do and what are you going to do now to prepare in 2022 Joe, did that yes, make sir. sense? I, I I hear you, I hear you. Um, and and I was I was just reading some of the uh, some of the comments out there on social media, um, you know, and and, and from a European perspective, uh, a snowfall quiets things down and slows 
things down, equaling peace on earth. Mm. And, and that's true. When it's snowing, when it's snowing, people are doing that. Hey, hey you it's shut fun. down, bro. I know that's right, and, and it's a lot of truth to that. And I think the 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 seasons and everything it slows you down. I think in all preparation to keep it all one hundred, it slows you down to prepare for the next year. Okay, think about it. You know, it gives you an opportunity. If you worked hard all prior to the year, you get the opportunity to enjoy your fruits from the work that you have done prior. Okay, so it allows you to do those things and everything. But if you hadn't worked, okay, if you have not put some things together, then you might be struggling. I want to go ahead. I think uh, we, you know, we 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 got a lot. We're gonna try to pack in. I want to go ahead and try to get my my Marcus uh, uh, piece in there. Uh, 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 I'm not yeah, even going to spoil it for it. Unlearn to relearn. Yeah, this unlearn to relearn. Go ahead, uh, kick it in there, Vince. The Truth Be Told's open letter to the church. Romans 12, 15 says, Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Over the past 50 years or so, we have certainly been able to rejoice with those that rejoice. We have seen many firsts for our community. However, during that same time of rejoicing, we have forgotten to weep with those that weep. Although the American descendants of slaves community has made some great strides, the community is still weeping and it appears the church has stopped weeping with them. While this problem is not and does not rest solely at the feet of the church, the church appears to have forgotten about weeping with those that weep. The West End, where a predominant number of American descendants of slaves live, has more churches per capita than the rest of the county. The question is why and what does it mean to the community? The answer is not that simple. On the other hand, maybe it is. The abolitionist movement, the civil rights movement, and any other accomplishments made were either centered in or passed through the church. That does not appear to be the case today. Crack cocaine moved through the community and America responded to the problem with increased police presence and more jail time. The church response was minimal. We ask for the police to come and control the problem instead of asking what is at the root of the problem. The church did not weep with those that were weeping. The violence in the community continues to rise to all-time high levels. The question is, what is at the center of all this violence and what can the church do to lower or stop the violence? When a person is willing to take another person's life for an act of disrespect or perceived act of disrespect, Brothers and sisters, if that is not a community weeping, I do not know what is. We have passed the time for the church to respond, but it's not too late. To that end, it is time for all the churches in the community to come together and weep with those that are weeping. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey that, that, now, now, that was deep, bro. <laughs> that was, that was deep. a powerful message. What he, what he did was he took a brother strong arm and slapped <laughs> a whole bunch of preachers in the face right now because that, that, that's the truth that's one of the things i noticed when i when i moved here right. years back is how many doggone uh church liquor stores i mean i mean churches um uh are in louisville's west end right i mean you go around on any corner and there's a church uh, it, it's a small church, big church, house, this, that, and the other, and it's church everywhere. I, I don't understand why all the preachers don't come together and have, you know, quarterly meetings and figure out how they can freaking 
work together. Create a big umbrella. Make all of them your deacons or something. I mean, hey, you know, they, hey, they, they, they hey. got to come together instead of sitting around and just, oh, I don't like what he said. Right, right. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going go, to leave his and, and go to theirs. I'm going to make my own church. Oh, oh, he made me angry. <laughs> no, I'm going to go he used a pen when he signed stuff instead of a pencil. You know what? I'm going to make another shirt. I'm going to make Hey, I wish Andy Hodges was here right now, man. Andy and I uh, had deep conversation. I, I can't take no credit for this one. Andy and I was talking about business, and he talked about McDonald's. He said McDonald's is a turnkey system. He said, he said now, me, Sean, if we would have put an arch, the McDonald's arch, on every black church in the West End, would McDonald's still be? <laughs> he said, "Would McDonald's still be in business?" I like, oh my God! Think about what he just said. That he said McDonald's is a turnkey system. Do you realize there are? Look how many McDonald's serve our community. Okay, serve our community. We got one McDonald's on the twenty eighth on twenty eighth Street. We got another McDonald's on 13th street we got another mcdonald's on second street and if you keep if you keep on going on on um on broadway and go turn into barrett there's another mcdonald's on bargetown road look how they are what separated divided and they serve and they all prospering very well i said andy what you saying is that we all on top of one another he said man we gotta consolidate he said McDonald's, if they had those many arches on top of one another, the CEO would say, "We got to consolidate." <laughs> well, you know, you got you got people that walk. Um, That's deep. So you, you can't you can't have um, people that walk to go and get that foul food. Um, you know, you can't have them walking too far. <laughs> you know, they might they might mess around and lose weight and then decide not to get McDonald's by the time they get there. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. You, but you see the analogy, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely see it. But, you know, I mean, you know, Louisville's West End, we got as many churches as we got liquor stores. Um, you know, so they, apparently they go hand in hand. Yeah. Hey, 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 a lot of people got mad because I said poverty pimping preachers, okay? You know, poverty pimping preachers where I didn't come up with that term. It was a young person that came up with that term that told me, Mr. Michon, looks like the pastor's preaching us to stay in poverty. I'm like, woo, what you just said? Now, all I know woo. is some of them churches, you drive down, you know, you look like people's houses and stuff like that. Some of them churches look like when they do communion, uh, they serve vodka. <laughs> <laughs> That's the shot. <laughs> That's the shot. Hey, I'm. Hey, for all of you all, I, I, for all of you, said, why are we on the black church? Let me tell you. I told you how many lies. How many lies are you told before you reach adulthood? Okay, and it started in the black church. It has start. It starts in the black church. How many lies have we been told before our children reach adult? How many lies have we been telling our children and everything? We want them to believe in something else. How many lies? And we're going to go ahead and play the next thing here because we're going to go ahead and get ready for Mr. Ed, okay? Uh, we're going to go ahead and say the black family. We're getting it all in right now. We're going to get it all in. Be dispelled. I'm hearing black people going around saying that slavery destroyed the black family. 
Nothing could be further from the truth. Slavery didn't destroy the black family. Do you know that we were still getting married through slavery? Jump in a broom in secret, even under punishment of death. We were married during Reconstruction. We were married during civil rights. When do you begin to see the rise of the single parented black female household? 1970. After they killed Dr. King, the United States government said we must neutralize the black power base. And they determined that the black power base was the black family. It was independent black skilled men and women who financed King, financed Mr. Garvey, financed Mr. Muhammad, financed SNCC and CORE, the Freedom Riders in the sit-in movement. So they said, if we want to crush the black struggle, we got to crush the black family. So guess what they did in 1970? King dies in 68. In 1970, they came into the black communities and de-industrialized our city centers. In 1970, they started shutting down the factories. Remember, up until the 50s and 60s, you didn't need a college degree to get a decent job. Many of us got grandparents who worked in factories their whole life and lived better lives than we're living now with two and three degrees. They could work in their same neighborhood and everybody worked for the factory. Good retirement, pension, benefits, medical. They started shutting down the factories in 1970 and then they went into the high schools and did what? Started deindustrializing the inner city high schools. Up until 1970, you could graduate from almost any school in New York certified as a plumber, certified as an electrician, certified as a carpenter auto body, brick mason, a welder. They took all those programs out. These are the skills that pays the bills, gentlemen. As long as you have a skill, you can always feed your family. But if all you got is college degrees, you might end up in the unemployment line. Why? Because the, the skills that we learn in college are not necessarily marketable to other black people. I'm a psychologist. Ain't too many black people running around looking for psychologists to reveal all the skeletons in their closet. Yeah, you so, gotta talk to a white Exactly. Person. So they started sending us to college instead of teaching us how to work with our hands. That was the 70s. That was the economic castration of the black male. Now let's go to 1980. The CIA comes in, cocaine import agency. They drop off crack. So now the unemployed black man who has always been a breadwinner, Envy, even in slavery, we were always the breadwinner. Up until 1970, now the crack comes. You got a decision. I can sell this crack and try to put some food on the table, or I can smoke it to deal with the fact that I'm no longer economically relevant to the black woman. And drama. let's be clear. The decade of the 70s was the decade of making the black man economically irrelevant to the black woman. We're the only man in America who is out-earned and out-educated by our mates. No other woman in America out-earns and out-educates their mates. And this is not the black woman's problem. I want to be clear. This was systematically done to make us irrelevant to our family. Be dispelled. Mm. All I'm hearing right. black people going around hey, saying that. Hey, hey, hey. Joe, does that not tie in right with what Marcus was talking about? Weeping with the situation. We allowed, culturally, we allowed the government to come in and destroy our family. We allowed the government to come in and deny. And who did it? The black church. The black churches went silent because they started getting that cheese money. They started getting that money from the government and everything. They were allowed to be a 501c3, okay? They were allowed to, you know, do certain things. And they like, how I know this to be true? I'm just keeping one. How many women we have in churches versus how many brothers we have in churches? You see the religious leaders uh, decapitating the men, okay, decapitating the men so they can have women programs, women programs. So they did what they did exactly what the government did, okay? They started 
fellowshipping, lifting up the women and children, and they didn't put nothing together for the brothers to be able to find their way and build their family. Come on, man. That's what I'm talking about. Mr. Ed, thank you for being on the Truth Be Toe Show. What you want to say to this? Talk to me, Mr. Ed. You know, uh, many years ago, I had the black community together. Cliff Butler told me that we had at least more than three quarters of the people who were interested in being together again, and we were going to set up a Pegasus Parade, letting the world know through the Pegasus Parade that we were together again. And, of course, it was members of the black church after Cliff died that said, Ed, this is too powerful. We we need to let it go. And I and I caved and I let let him do that. As you know, James Elliott, approximately three or four years ago, found out I was still alive. At, you know, I'm 86 years old now, and my health is not the greatest, as you can tell by the way my voice is sounding. I wrote to all certified to the all the local television stations. All the national television stations certified. I sent letters to every black radio station in the country asking togetherness. And I sent 119 letters twice to the black community. And one of those letters said, we need to get together again. My response was only from one church saying, I wonder why we don't get together again. And then when I called him back, he would, he would not return the call because some, uh, somebody in the black church community is slowing the black churches down. Media lies to us. Churches lie to us. When we got good people like... Uh, Nora Shelton, who wants to set up an educational program, they shoot it down. Nobody, except for a very slick few, James Elliott is one who has been a backer of me for close to, I guess, 50 years. Nobody cares. So, not so, only did go ahead. So, Mr. Ed, um, and, and, and tied in and what you're saying and everything is that uh, the black churches has fallen away from doing what they could have done in our community. And I, the reason I, I'm no longer, I, I believe that we need to stop using color and talking about the black churches today, because what's going on is that we're continue buying into the, the indoctrination of color. I think the whole problem is, is that we have bought in to being inferior by when we say we're black, we already accepting that we inferior, okay, to the dominant European culture. And what I love about what you're talking about is the fact that that you've been involved in trying to raise us up, trying to make us better, trying to do it. And you know, I want people to know your story and everything. I want people to know your story. So thank you for calling in. Uh, you got to always have a piece in this. Stay tuned. Keep listening. I got another call I want to get on here. Welcome to the Truth Be Told Show. No, hey, I, I was calling in. Um, you, you know, this is interesting about uh, the decline of the family and uh, the stature of men. Is, is, that, is that Tim Barnum? It is. Uh, okay, great, great. Awesome, awesome. 
I saw what you posted, and you said culturally, Cheers, the TV show was on purpose an attack on malehood. Right. Uh, today, there is a bill to promote drafting more women into the military. Mm. Yes. So let me. Uh, um, Cheers was a wonderful show, but its uh, mission statement was to attack men in America. Every man on Cheers was a loser being browbeaten by women. Wow. And it cut every slice of America, white-collar, CPA, accountant, you know, the ex-jock, the country bumpkin, uh, the businessman. And they were all losers sitting around a bar having a beer, uh, frustrated by women. Wow. Yeah. And so... When I saw the documentary on it, it came out of a book in 1979 or 80 called Real Men Don't Eat Quiche. Culturally, I mean, look, at we've got alpha woman now. Uh, exactly. And, and more women are in medical school, law school, in the professions, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hey, hey, bro- oh, brother, we gonna have to have to have to have to. Ooh, ooh, you boy, you done went all up down my. Oh, man, you need to visit man up. Hey, listen, we, we, we man Hey, well, he's gonna have to be a guest with John Coe's because you know we already got John Coe's coming on, but I want him on. Your John Coe's gonna be on with us uh, next week. You make sure you call in, bro, because uh, uh, I, 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 you right now. I have so many different ways I, I want to go with you, and I want to get away from get away from the, from the the task of what we trying to do. But let me tell you something. I never even peeped that, and I'm a pretty deep peeper. But cheers, but man, when you just broke that down, you are absolutely right. It was an intentional thing. Through the and what here's so crazy about this, bro. I, I want you to speak to this before you get off the air, okay? I want you to know that the dominant European culture is dominated by European men. Why would they come on the air, okay, and put a show together to decapitate men, okay, being in a weaker position to elevate women? I'm telling you something, man. I don't understand that. Okay, I don't understand that. I would not put something in place to to my own demise. Okay, to my own uh, uh, lowering my status and my position. Why was the chairs even allowed to go on the air to do such a thing? Can you talk to me that for quick? Can you can you well, answer that question for me? Well, it was a uh, popular, successful sitcom. Uh, you know, having the resources. Uh, um, <laughs> you know they uh, uh, they uh, they there you go. we go that they yeah uh, producers uh, ownership right um, like the concept and look the other way and until I saw the documentary I would tell you I watched the show right uh, you know, it, it was an entertaining show right exactly uh, and but but subcon- when you're aware of it, then you can see what it's doing to your psyche or subconscious. <laughs> you are you know, right. The- you are right. It's the same thing how I felt about BET. I was at least aware that black entertainment television actually had walked away from its original intent. 
It's original yeah. intent. It's original no intent. Programming, yeah. yeah, the programming r- walked away from its original programming. Its original programming was to what? Compete with the regular uh, ABC, NBC, CBS uh, uh, news stations and bring news and uh, information that was Educated. relevant to us culturally, right? That was the – go back. If you ever were to go back and check out when BET first came on board, what was its sure. programming? It was about trying to compete with ABC, NBC, CBS, all those stations to say we're going to be the black entertainment, black entertainment news, okay? But yeah. what happened? When they, the Million Man March uh, happened – uh, BET was the station that every other station, uh, you know, used uh, their broadcast because they were the only ones on site and uh, they used their broadcast. You know, yeah, yeah. BET was an educational station growing up and, you know, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with, with the, one of the major pro, one of the one of the major things, one of the major things is is that uh, the BET got caught up in being competing with MTV. Okay, but yeah. what we didn't realize that MTV only had MTV only had a small percentage of the population, but BET messed around and became ninety eight percent of the re education enough when they got caught up with music and nonsense and all the things that we were doing and everything. Uh, yeah. uh, and that's the problem and everything. So we're going to take some music. We're going to go ahead and take some music and we're going to come on back. Uh, thanks for our, our, our callers. Uh, we, we want more callers. We're going to, I think we got another caller, but let's, uh, this is true. We speak the truth here. Jump in here. I think it's Ed trying to get back in here. Ed, we got only a few minutes. What you want to say to us? Well, hey, I just want to talk about next week, Tuesday at 9.30. We'll reach out to you, uh, Tim, and have that conversation with you uh, one-on-one. Yeah, thank you for calling in. Hey, yeah, go ahead, Mr. Ed. We got a few seconds. We've got to be very thankful that nine whites and one black convicted the killers of that black person. If, if the court case went the other way, Thanksgiving Day, the country would have been in flames. 
Uh, 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 which case are you talking about? You talking about the, the one uh, in Georgia? Ramar Arbor, right? Was, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I, I am. You are absolutely right. But here's this. Yes, that would have been Thanksgiving Day. We would have been in flames the entire country. Yes, and and thank you for bringing yeah, I, that. I probably would have. I probably would have rolled out to Georgia myself. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. If they hadn't convicted them boys, that was just too clear cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say thank you, Ed, Mr. Ed, for bringing that up because, uh, uh, and truth be told, truth be told, that was brain dead if those pe- if those those guys did not get convicted. This was that's not right. the and 17th. one of them took pictures of their triumph. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, somebody. that's what convicted them. The the guy took the that's video. That's right. Uh, Showing it, off. Had he had he not had that video. Uh, it would have been another. Oh, it would have been. been it would have been, been a different case. Word. Against, it was their word against uh, their uh, word. Exactly. So you know, thank God and for our, advanced and our country would have been in flames. Thank God for advanced technology. Hey, um, hey, Ed, uh, thanks for uh, bringing I'm that up. Let you go. All right. Uh, a a Joe. Hey, I would have. I would have struck a couple matches myself, probably, because that that right there would have been just too blatant. Yeah. To, to, to do. But look, uh, uh, brother Esoteric Concepts uh, on social media, he says Viacom bought them out and whitewashed it. That's what happened with. Uh, oh, you e- tell e- brother. Oh, you tell brother. Y'all, he hit it on the nose. Oh, my God. And then, and then brother Joseph Reeves says the changeover came from the buyout by Bush uh, programming the minds of with entertainment instead of education, as Mr. Just As Joe stated. Yes, man. Uh, uh, the, I'm glad that these brothers call it, uh, uh, saying something on the – I wish they would call in because we need we need people to hear these statements. It's good that you're reading and everything, but it's also well, good. That's, that's why we read it. We read yeah, the yeah. comments. Um, everybody gets to interact together. But, you know, it, it, that's serious. And that's what's happened even when you start talking about – radio stations right. all over the United States, uh, black radio stations, bought out and whitewashed. And I, I thank God for uh, WLLV and WLLU, even at, as it has been, you know, bought out, um, they, they have allowed and kept the, the, some of the same well, people in play right. so that, that we can actually have a voice and speak. Well, I'm going to, you know, since you since we're going to go there, let's just go ahead and say the name. I want to thank Archie Dale, okay? Uh, I hey, keep yeah, he, he, uh, he, he poked his head in a second ago. I did, yeah, he did and, stick his uh, head in. But I'm going to go ahead and give Archie Dale a shout-out. A lot of people don't know how far me and Archie Dale go back. See, you know, uh, I've been an agitator for a very long time. When I first arrived here on the airways, I was an agitator. You know, agitating has always been something that I've always been good at doing. And I have to say that Mr. Archidale uh, was genuine. He didn't even know me that well, but I paid for my airtime. And I was saying some things way back then, 20 years ago, about things that I didn't like that I saw in the community because I'm not from here. And I was calling it out. And I had the resources. You know, we're going to talk about that next week. When you have resources, you could do. You could do a whole lot of things. And I bought my own airtime, and I wanted to say what I wanted to say. And I said some very controversial things 20 years ago, okay, 20 years ago, okay, on the airway. And uh, Archie Dale got some phone calls. 
<laughs> he got some phone calls. And I want to say he has been an authentic businessman and a friend and a supporter to the word and keeping the word out there because he could have shut me down. He could have gave the money back to me and said, get off the air. I can't handle the heat. I can't handle the people talking about it. I got to shut you down. But he didn't do that. He pushed back. And but for that reasons, uh, Archie Dale has always been my man uh, uh, that I trust. And that's why WLOU, WLLV is strong and getting stronger because of his leadership. I just had to put that out there. Hey, it is what it is, brother. Yes, sir. We getting down to the... Now I'm fixing to say time is going away. Like Vincent looked at his watch and like, wow, listen up. I want you to know that these lads, this is going to be a show you're going to probably, you know, we're going to roll it again. Okay. Uh, maybe. Okay. We, we, we see how it go. You know, Vince might cut that out so we can roll it in, roll it again and everything. But we want to let people know that these last three shows, okay, is preparation for 2022, 2022. As we said at the top and, and- you know, in talking about these last three shows, I definitely want to make sure that everybody knows. Uh, check out uh, 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 Dr. Frank G. Simon. Yes, sir. All right. Frank G. Simon. All right. You can just go to Google, right? Just, if you just go to Google, the, the man is in Google. All right. So Frank G. Simon, you just look up Dr. Frank G. Simon and you will find him. He's an allergist, uh, immunologist. Uh, you know, you're in a tri-state area. Then guess what? You're in the Ohio Valley. You're dealing with a lot of allergies from time to time. So, again, simonallergy.com. You can check them out. If you do, give them a call. Tell them that you heard it right here on the Truth Be Told show. Uh, once again, godslivesmatter.com. Remember, folks, every life has infinite value, okay? Godslivesmatter.com. You want to make sure you hit them up. Uh, look on the website. Click the apparel link, and guess what? You can get yourself a free God's Lives Matter bracelet, all right? So that's that's the big that's the big purple and the big yellow or the big gold, the big purple and gold, folks. Remember, godslivesmatter.com and historyuntold.org, all right? Yet again, another sponsor. You want to check them out, historyuntold.org. All right, back to you, Uncle Michon. And I want to also, uh, uh, you hearing Mr. Ed, okay, does be a part of our conversation. Mr. Ed has an infatuation with uh, Dr. Umar Johnson. He called me when he heard Dr. Umar Johnson on air, and he was emotional because he said Dr. Umar Johnson uh, spurted out everything he felt that he was dealing with 50 years ago. And so if you didn't know, Mr. Ed is a European-American male, 80 years old. He said that he has been in the battle for us culturally for over 50 years, back in the day, 50 years ago, he was in a battle for us, and nobody really seemed to appreciate the work that he's done. And we're trying to bring it up and let people know who he is. So we're going to be always talking about Mr. Ed, giving him time, because he's one of our sponsors. So he gets some airtime to participate and, and, and speak his truth. And with that being said, this coming down to another show, The Spook Truth Be Trolled. Take us on out of here. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Truth Be Told Radio. Truth Be Told. Next week.